Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us open the Bible and turn to Psalm 94. Psalm 94 focuses on the theme of justice and along with the other Psalms like Psalm 10, Psalm 14, Psalm 73 and Psalm 92, the writer seems to be dealing with the prosperity and the triumph of the wicked people as well as the unjust treatment of the helpless and the people who are marginalized. In this psalm, we understand that the people who were perverting the justice were not the external rulers like Babylon or others, but were more related to the internal judges and the friends of the kings. The kings were issuing unjust edicts and that made the people highly oppressed and the people who were being placed in the powerful position were the friends of the kings who were then perverting the justice as well. Justice is a theme that is very close to the heart of God and the reign of God and the kingdom of God are representatives of righteousness and peace and justice. Many Psalms deal with the age-old question as to why the helpless and the marginalized and the godly people, why are they suffering and how come the wicked people are getting away with their injustice and crimes. The sure answer for that is God is a just God and eventually justice shall prevail although he does allow the wicked people to thrive for a season, surely he shall establish his justice upon them also and he shall compensate for the injustice that is meted out to the righteous people and the godly people. In this psalm we see four things that a righteous man of God can do when he is confronted with the apparent injustice in the system, in the social system. The first thing that we find in verses 1 to 7 is that the righteous man is called to pray to the Lord for justice, for the execution of justice here on this earth. The second thing that we see is in verses 8 to 11 where the righteous man is called to issue a warning to the wicked people about the justice of God. And verses 12 to 15 talk about the righteous people meekly accepting the discipline of God and accepting that for the good of the people. And verses 16 to 23 is a call for the righteous person and the people who are godly to trust God to be a just person and also to accept and partake of that justice in various practical ways in their own lives. In verses 1 to 7, the psalmist cries out to the Lord and says this, O God of vengeance, O God of vengeance, shine forth, rise up, O judge of the earth, repay to the proud what they deserve. O Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? The righteous child of God is crying out to the Lord for justice and he says, Rise up, O judge of the earth, and repay to the proud what they deserve. Now, the requirement that God has made for his people in Micah chapter 6 verse 8 is that they do justly, they love mercy, and they walk humbly with their God. And God is a God who loves justice and he hears the prayers of those who have been treated in an unjust manner. One of the terms that we see used for God here is that God is a God of vengeance and that means he shall surely avenge the people who are the oppressors and he shall uphold the law and he shall always give justice to those who have been wronged. He is the righteous judge and he is able to judge not just the actions as well as the speeches but he also judges the motives and he shall deal with all situations and the people in a just manner. He is the judge of all the earth and he always does what is right. In verses 4 to 7, the psalmist recollects before God what are the oppressions that the people who are evil who are doing there. It says there they pour out their arrogant words, they are boastful, they crush the people, they afflict your heritage, they kill the widow and the sojourner, they murder the fatherless and they say the Lord does not see, the God of Jacob does not perceive. 
the wicked people are characterized by the following they utter arrogant words they are boastful and they oppress and crush the people of god as well as they kill the widow and the sojourner and the fatherless all three of these people are categories of people for whom god has a very special care god is very protective of the orphans of the widows and the strangers and aliens in the land and they are under the special care of god and god gave very special commandments to the children of israel in order to make sure that justice is given to especially these three people but what do the wicked do especially to these three people categories of people because they are the most vulnerable because they are without any human support they are the ones who are most marginalized and they are the ones who are most oppressed one of the hallmarks of the kingdom of god is the fact that justice and benevolence is given to the least of the people first and it the real measure of goodness of a king is the way in which the people who are the poorest and the least are treated and that is the beauty of the kingdom of god where all these people who are poor are going to be exalted all these people who are without any human support they are the ones who are given the priority but however we see that the evil people who are judging and ruling the people uh, ruling the earth will pervert the justice in a manner that they see fit they see that the benefits are given to the rich and the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer the poor are easy to oppress and as a result of this they continue being oppressed and they continue seeing their very life sucked out of them and seeing all this oppression the psalmist wants god to act immediately but however we need to understand that god by his very nature as he reveals in exodus chapter 34 verse 6 and 7 he is a gracious and long suffering god and he gives opportunity to even the wicked people in order for them to repent and turn to him and come back to him and that is the reason why god doesn't immediately punish the people who are wicked however the heart cry of the psalmist is that the justice of god shall prevail in this particular situation one of the greatest sins of the wicked people here it says in verses uh, verse 7 they say that the lord does not see the god of jacob does not perceive the reason why the wicked people seem to be confirmed in their evil path is because they feel in their heart that god because he is not visible he actually doesn't see any of the evil that they are doing and as a result he is very tolerant to it they accuse god of blindness and they accuse god of being short in power in fact they accuse god of being absent and not there at all emboldened by that feeling they continue down the evil path that they have chosen for themselves enraged by this attitude of the wicked people the samish takes it upon himself in order to issue a very strong warning to the wicked and verses 8 to 11 he warns the wicked that you people who think that god does not exist you practical atheists who are going about doing your own thing who are going about oppressing the people just remember this one thing understand you dull people oh you fools when will you be wise he who planted the year does he not hear he who formed the eye does he not see he who disciplines the nations does he not rebuke he who teaches man knowledge the lord he knows the thoughts of man that they are but a breath the sandist confronts all these people who are wicked as senseless people and fools and brutes because they are behaving as though god does not exist they had such a low view of god that they casually treated ill treated mistreated the people who were made in the image of god in a brutal manner and shows to us that they did not have a fear of god or a consciousness of god 
the sandwich challenges such a person and asks him there is a god who created the year does he not hear what you are saying there is a god who formed the eye of the human being in such a marvelous manner do you think he does not see the wicked deeds that you are doing there is a god who disciplines the nations especially the enemies of israel were disciplined by god does he not rebuke the people who shall oppress the poor and the helpless he reminds these people the evil judges there is a god who gave the law that you are supposed to uphold as his representatives here on earth and you have perverted the very same justice that he asked you to execute here on earth the psalmist reminds them that god who teaches man knowledge knows the thoughts of man and he recognizes all the thoughts and the plans and the schemes of these evil leaders and he reminds them that these things cannot be hidden from the lord nor will these things go unpunished in section 1 of the psalm verses 1 to 7 we see that the psalmist is looking godward looking to god and asking him to execute justice here on earth in verses 8 to 11 the psalmist is looking out towards the people who are wicked and evil and trying to correct them and warn them about their sin but in verses 12 to 15 there is a change of attitude of the psalmist because he recognizes that the children of israel israel themselves have transgressed the laws of the lord gone away from the ways of the lord and that has attracted the discipline from the lord and he says it is in accepting that discipline and being humble that the salvation and the grace of god shall come forward to israel again He says here in verses 12 to 15 blessed is the man whom you discipline o lord whom you teach out of your law to give him rest from the days of trouble until a pit is dug for the wicked for the lord will not forsake his people he will not abandon his heritage for justice will return to the righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it one of the great topics of the bible that is of great importance to the believer is the chapter or the topic of chastening or discipline and we see here that god is a god who disciplines his beloved children he is a person who wants the people to mature in their faith he corrects them gently as a father corrects his children to the extent that they would reflect the nature and character of god himself in a practical manner through their lives and we see here the psalmist recognizes that all the difficulties of life that he and the children of israel are going through is going to help them mature in faith and mature in character now if god immediately rescued his people from their challenges personal difficulties then they would never grow in faith or in character and god is using the personal difficulties of the children of israel to teach them new truths from the word of god which the psalmist calls here the discipline he says here blessed is the man whom you discipline o lord whom you teach out of your law when a child is taken through the discipline process when a child of israel is taken through the discipline process by the lord what the lord does is he teaches them from the word of god he teaches and instructs him from the law of god and that makes that person mature in faith and mature in character and strength the way the lord deals with his covenant people his covenant community is through the disciplining and chastening process because god wants them to be reflecting his nature and his character and he says here the psalmist says here in verse 14 for the lord will not forsake his people he will not abandon his heritage now no discipline seems to be pleasant while we are going through it no chastening is pleasant 
but a real child of God emerges out of his chastening phase in a manner that is more fruitful, more reliant on God and more filled with the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The truth is God cannot forsake his people who are bound to him in his covenant and he believes, the psalmist believes that the God is just and there will be a future judgment of the wicked and there is a promise that is given to the righteous for the people who are upright in heart they shall inherit the kingdom of God and that is something that the psalmist really believes in that's what he says in verse 15 for justice will return to the righteous and all the upright in heart will follow it. And the last part of the psalm from verses 16 to 23 is the faith affirmation of the psalmist where he says, I am going to continue trusting in the Lord and I am going to believe in his justice and I am going to be a more just person in my practical ways, in the little things in my life personally, I am going to reflect the justice of God. Here the word of God says, who rises up for me against the wicked, who stands up for me against the evildoers? This is a rhetorical question for which the answer is the Lord God himself is the person who is with me against the righteous, who is with me against the evildoers. I am on the Lord's side. I am with him. I am going to be a person who experiences and establishes justice in my personal life and I am going to see that part of kingdom of God here on this earth. I don't care who is opposing me but I am going to be righteous and I am going to deal in a just manner with the people who are around me. Verse 17 says, if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would have lived in the land of silence. He recollects, the psalmist recollects the times that the evil people had opposed him and the evil people had tried to bring him down. And he says, had the Lord not helped me graciously, if he had not held out his hands and taken me lovingly and established me, then I would have slipped and I would have fallen. I would have lived in the land of silence. Verse 18 says, when I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. I come back to the picture of Peter in the New Testament, in the Gospels, where Peter is about to sink deep into the water that he was earlier walking on. And graciously, when he cries out, when Peter cries out, the Lord graciously takes out his hand and pulls him out of that waters and establishes him and makes him walk once again on water and brings him back to the boat. This is the very same picture that we see for the psalmist here, when he thought he was about to slip, when he thought he was about to slip and fall, the Lord, his steadfast love, held him up. Even now the psalmist cries out to the Lord and says in verse 19, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. I still feel worried about the fact that there is so much of injustice that is going on in this land. But Lord, I take my hope in you. I put my trust in you. I encourage myself in you knowing that you are a righteous God and you shall at the right time execute that justice here on this earth. He says in verse 20 and 21 about the wicked rulers. How can the wicked rulers be allied with you? There are people who are framing injustice by the laws. They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. There is a conspiracy that is happening in the land. There are people who are joining together. The unrighteous people seem to be forming an unholy alliance. But in verses 22 and 23, the psalmist reaffirms that irrespective of how many people are forming an unholy alliance, how many people are forming an evil caucus, it doesn't matter for the righteous people of the Lord because the Lord himself is going to become their stronghold and the Lord is going to become their refuge. And he is the one who is going to bring 
on the wicked people their iniquity and he shall wipe out the wicked people for their wickedness and the lord god shall execute that perfect justice there are two aspects of justice that is talked about here one is the aspect of punishing the wicked and the other is the aspect of rewarding the righteous both shall be done by the lord in a time that he sees fit according to his superior wisdom until then what we can do as a real child of god is to keep that expectancy in him pray to him give a warning to the wicked people accept his discipline and more than all these trust in the lord to be just in all his dealings and to execute his justice at his time may the kingdom come here on this earth as it is in heaven is the cry of a person who is waiting for that aspect of god may the lord continue to comfort us and edify us through the words of the sand